Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. So, where are you guys from? Uh, we're from uh, King George, Virginia. It's uh, on the Potomac River off of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, we're about 30 minutes from Fredericksburg, Virginia, big Civil War area. Nice. That's pretty sweet. So you guys always been from there? Uh, uh, I have. I've grown, uh, born and raised here, other than my slight sabbatical where I moved to uh, Daytona and go to school. But... Uh, um, yeah, my dad was my dad's retired army, so I've, I'm a child of the United States. Um, I've <laughs> <all over> <laughs> I can understand that, um, but uh, so who who got who into duck hunting? Oh, he got me into duck hunting. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not grow up duck hunting. <laughs> it was like uh, some of the episodes I've already been listening to. I, uh, you guys are like, I let her know from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, from when the weather gets cold until it gets warm, I'm gone. And we were like that for a little while. And then I made the unfortunate decision to bring her into hunting, you know, and then she kind of called the boat, too. So my wife won't get out of bed for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there's still those early mornings where she's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So he dumb. has to, he definitely has to, like, I, I got like five minutes where I'm like, all right, cool. I have time to, like, put my clothes on and roll out the door. But. <laughs> The ducks don't care if you have eyeliner on. That's when you tell them, like, listen, you can sleep on the way there. Yeah. 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 I'm a good, like, I sleep on the way back. Like, me and the dog, we're in the back seat. We're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) The ducks don't care uh, that I slept in the clothes I wore to the blind either. Nope. Been mm-hmm. there, done that. <laughs> they don't care that I slightly smell like alcohol. They don't. They don't <laughs> yeah, slightly. Smell like alcohol. Jordan over there. They don't care that we parked the boat, the boat where we were going to hunt the night before season opened and slept inside of it with the decoy spread in the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's hardcore. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been that. In we the rain. In, in hindsight, uh, it wasn't nearly as busy as we had thought it was going to be, so we didn't actually have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> So it's better to be over prepared though. In in our defense, uh, when we showed up to this ramp at midnight the night before, we thought we're going to, the first thought was we're going to wake up early because it's what an hour and a half drive from where we are. We're going to wake up super early. We'll drive over there, be there at three o'clock in the morning, ready to go. Cause we had like a 45 minute run from the ramp to where we were going to hunt. 
And um, so it's like 11 o'clock and we're, we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just ride over there and sleep at the ramp. We get a little extra sleep that way. So we get over there and there were already three or four trucks parked with empty trailers. It's like, well, oh, no. guess we're putting them in the water, yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> Come oh, back man. in the morning, and there were only like ten vehicles there, Jeez. and nobody was anywhere near us. So yeah, the game warden was one of them. Yeah, yeah. the game warden was one of the vehicles. Your <laughs> <laughs> best friends, man. You got you got you got to butter them up a little bit. Yeah, we had one of our buddies. He was checking the shotguns, and my buddy's like, "Hey, I got. I'll be honest with you. I got I got one shotgun that doesn't have a plug in it." And he's like, the right. look on the game yeah. board's face he's completely like, yeah. he's changed. Like, All right, show it to me. And he pulls out his grandpa's old single shot. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd already checked all our ducks and everything else, and he was ready to leave. Yeah, like, I'll That's be right. honest with oh, you. No, I think he'd write that other group, group a ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was he was ready to write them kids a ticket. Uh, that's yeah, what they, it was. That, that hand was already scribbling away. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to write no more tickets is what it was. So, yeah. Yeah. before we get any further on here, let me let you guys know who we got around the table. I'm your host, Will Krebs, this week. I got Jordan with me. Let's get it. I got Briar. Hey, y'all. We got Justin hiding back here in the back. What's going on? And uh, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves, honestly, because I already forgot your names, even though you told me five minutes ago. <laughs> it's all good. Uh so I, I'm Jared. This is my wife, Katie. And, and you, uh, what's your, you guys, what's the company you guys run? So we're a nonprofit and uh, it's called Beak Whackers Waterfowl. So what does, what does Beak Whackers Waterfowl do? Uh, well, it's a great conversation piece because obviously everyone looks at the, looks at me and kind of like I'm, don't know what I'm talking about and says, you know, ducks ain't got beaks, right? <laughs> well, yes, of course. You know, uh, bill whackers would have been so much cooler, I guess, right? But uh, <laughs> it, it's more of a it's more of a conversation piece, and it's a joke now. So we kind of we we ran with it. Um, but so what we do as the nonprofit is we take veterans waterfowl hunting. That's pretty awesome. That and make some awesome TikToks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just my that's just for fun yeah. um no so like i really i got on tiktok just to like get out there a little bit um i'm definitely the more outgoing one of our relationship and so i was like you know i'm gonna get on tiktok like i'm just gonna like just like goof around because that's totally fine with me and um just kind of poke some fun at jared just to like bring a little more like attention to it um, and it worked, right? Like, I mean, we've now linked up with you guys, which is wonderful. Um, but yeah, we just really want to, what it's kind of morphed into, um, is trying to find a way to get better into the outdoors and provide some of that like socialization, like mental health, um, opportunities and maybe even introduce people to the sport that have never, you know, come upon it before. I mean, we've taken plenty of people hunting that they're like, oh yeah, I grew up deer hunting or whatever. And then they hunt with us and they're like, okay, well now I'm like a full fledged waterfowl crackhead because that's like how it goes. Like you <laughs> waterfowl one time, one or two times and you got it. Um, so yeah, that's really the, the goal is just to give back. I mean, I come from my dad's retired army. I have an active duty brother, um, long line of uh, military service. Jared's dad is prior Navy. Um, you know, 
heavy law enforcement in his family. So we just wanted to like give back in some fashion. Um, and this is how we, we kind of, we stumbled into it and now it's like our whole thing. It's a good thing. Nice. It's uh, I mean, I, some people would say that that, that market gets, is getting crowded, but I don't know that you can crowd that. <sighs> At the, at the trending at the trending rate uh, that veterans and first responders suffer from mental and physical injuries, uh, you can't put enough spaces. You you can't put enough people in that space because yeah. you're you're you are as much as you would love to take everyone. You're limited to availability of how many you can get out every year, and the people that you can't get, somebody else can, and the people that they can't get. Somebody else yeah. can, and so on and so forth. I don't think that that market can really be oversaturated because, I mean, truthfully, like, we can only host, like, three hunts a year. And every hunt, we do, like, two to three people. So that's truthfully only, like, nine people at a max that we can we can do. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that it's something that can be oversaturated. Uh, and you wouldn't want it. I mean, like, you almost would want it to be, right? Because, right. like you said, like, people you can't reach, like, hopefully someone else can. Right. It's one of those things where you would hope that, uh, we could reach a point one day where people are going, well, I, I can't go with you because I'm already going with somebody else and so on and so forth. It, because the outdoors, just being there, there is a healing aspect in silence. You can't truly experience silence unless you're in the middle of nowhere or away from everything. I mean, even then, it's not <clears throat> obviously not quiet, but to just hear natural sound instead of cars it's, it's quiet from society yeah. yeah yeah to escape take your mind <laughs> off things it's not walking into work here and cnn and whatever else <laughs> is playing background and nonsense so uh yeah but yeah i mean honestly i just a little piece that i struggle with that hard because when i start getting into everything i get the bug i want to help I, I could probably do it every day i could take somebody every day and every weekend. But uh, there's also a, a fine line you have to meet with family and life and work and this. And uh, like I said, I had this year's probably blown up to looking like going to be one of the busiest years so far. And, uh, and that's because we've, we've put ourselves out there and, you know, and Katie's, you know, social media and we've gone to the hunt shows and, and now everyone, we're getting all these emails and messages like, how can, how can I help? Or how can I be a, a part of this? Or I want to hunt and explain, you know, I'm like, I want to, I, I want to take every single person. Like I just, who I am, it's what I do. And first the property, you know, I, right. I can't hunt yeah. six properties every day, back to back to back to back. Cause then there's no such thing as ducks anymore. Yeah. Uh, they get educated. And then, you know, and then there's two, like, like I said, family. I got to be able to find a, a fine line between my job, running this nonprofit with the help of the few others that we have to help us, and then my family. And and luckily, I have a great, <laughs> a great support system here. And you know, like she, she does 90% of work, so it's it's just nice to me to show up with a little bit of duck knowledge, and I'm, I make it all look good. <laughs> 
Jared's yeah. just the pretty face. <laughs> the pretty face. You get to well, do all the fun good, stuff, right? I guess it's a really good thing we don't record these videos, huh? Yeah. The pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is it, is, it like, is it my facial expressions? Or? No, she said that you're the pretty face. If you're the pretty face of the whole operation, it's a pretty good thing we're not putting this video in. <laughs> 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 you, you know, I, I get that reaction every time, and I really don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, uh, that's why we just kind of try to stick to the radio portion of this <laughs> instead of going into We're in the same boat. Yeah, uh, like Hunter, like Hunter says, time. we got I mean, faces for radio. Really yeah, good. we have great faces for radio, for sure. Yeah. Like, hey, do you remember those comments? Yeah, this would be a really funny one to put on YouTube this one yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you guys start uh, Beak Whackers Waterfowl? Well, it kind of like, it dates back. Like, so we officially like formed as like an LLC in 2019. But him, they started as like a hunt club originally. And probably what, like 20. pretty much just you do all your stuff in Virginia yeah everything we do uh, is in Virginia and we're in a part of Virginia it's called the northern neck mm-hmm. uh, and it goes pretty much a good majority of the, of the Potomac River the main main stem of uh, Potomac River that leads into the Chesapeake Bay and we do a little bit of hunting a little bit of hunting on the Chesapeake Bay in a Reedville area uh, that's where we do like a lot of sea duck hunting. We shoot scoters or surf scoters, common scoters, long tails, bluebills, uh, golden eyes, like, yeah, whatever, whatever flies really. If it flies, it dies. So <laughs> I, I noticed you earlier, you said property. So do you guys have to have like property in that area to access the river? Or? Uh, 
you don't have to. You can put it in a public marinas in the way that the the law works. Uh, and this year is only going to be our first year for this. It's going to be changed for everybody. Uh, up until this point, they have it. We had a uh, special sea duck season hmm. to hunt them, uh, but you had to be 500 yards offshore or away from any floating vegetation, anything like that. Uh, and this year, they're getting rid of uh, the special sea duck season, and they're going to follow the normal sea duck or normal duck seasons. And because uh, before it came in, like Veterans Day, it was in. But however many days, 90 days straight or 60 days straight. And then uh, and it didn't matter if that regular duck season was in or out. And so at that point, you could put it in any marina. As long as you were within Virginia waters, 500 yards offshore, you were fine. So I know down here in Florida, we get do we get two veteran hunts a year or just one? One. One veteran hunt a year. They were just talking about moving it at one point. To where? Wasn't it like in the split? Oh no, that was the no. The youth, the youth has a has a hunt in the split, and then uh, after season, and the veterans get a hunt. Usually, right around Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's the same for us. So Virginia gets two two Veterans Day hunts, but uh, in years prior, before any specific veterans, it was always Youth Day hunts. We had a Youth Day hunt uh, like towards the end of October. And then we had a youth day hunt after all of regular duck season went out, and that was normally the first Saturday in February. And uh, so combined with that, now they have a youth veteran day hunt for both those. So we awesome. have one early and one late season. Yeah, we, ours is separate weekends. Great. Yeah, ours is a separate weekend from both of the youth hunts. So the first youth hunt, oh, okay. they're just on their own. And then the second youth hunt usually takes place, I want to say, the weekend after season closes. That's the veterans hunt. Yeah, is the veteran it? hunt. The, youth the veterans hunt the, youth the first weekend after season closes. And then the youth hunt. It's the weekend, weekend after. after that? Yeah, or vice uh, versa. Yeah, ours is the first weekend after. And it's normally great because all the ducks are by then. Or, well, we've had really good luck for those days. Uh, normally the ducks are like, Oh, no one's that's, hunting anymore. That's this is great. Show up. Yeah. yeah, and all the ducks yeah. are finally here. Like, I don't know how you guys feel down there, but the ducks don't show up here until February 1st. I was going to say <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it doesn't start to get whole cold here until February. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Last year, we didn't have hardly any ducks here until, I don't know, the last two weeks of January, and we had a cold snap, and we got 14 inches of snow, and all of a sudden, there's more greenheads, and... Let me tell you, the the teal hunting is is straight fire in January down here, though. (laughs) I bet. bet. We we normally just live off woodies for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying everybody, but that's just us us personally, because some of the marshes and property we have is very heavily uh, concentrated with wood ducks. So yeah, I love talking to people. They're like, "Man, I want to shoot my first wood duck," and I'm like. Dude, that's all we shoot. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's I, I most of it. I walk down the hallway of work and people are talking about duck, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I just would love to shoot a wood duck. I'm like, I would just love to shoot something other than a wood duck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sounds greedy, but I, I now they're 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 thick here. Yeah, same same here. We actually have resident birds, uh, resident wood ducks here in the state of Florida, and uh, we just went out. Uh, I went out a couple weeks ago and banded a bunch of wood ducks uh, with our. I was listening to that that cat podcast. I was when you guys were talking about uh, going out and doing it, like you'll be the first call to go out there. And be like, how do I get on that list? I'll, I'll be on the first flight down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was I'll actually there, snatching and grabbing anything that moves. I might grab a frog or a gator. Don't matter. I'm yeah. 
I was actually uh, at work, and my supervisor, which was a buddy of mine, called me. He was like, hey, listen, <clears throat> I saw on this page where this biologist was looking for somebody to go, so I got in contact with her, and I was supposed to go, but like something happened with his kid or something. He couldn't go. He's like, so I gave her your number. She's fixing me calling you. She called me, and I was like, let's do it. Man. I can leave work now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was out till like two o'clock in the morning, drag drug into work next day. It was rough, but it was <laughs> worth it. But that, that's awesome. I mean, being able to be a part of that is just is unreal. I I could I watch videos all the time, not necessarily of uh, them catching them by hand abandon, but like you know, when they shoot the nets and yeah. capture you know, twenty yeah. thirty ducks. That's I mean, I'd love to just be do that one day. That'd be so cool, like just to be a part of it. Yeah, oh, it was. An yeah, it's definitely a really neat experience. Uh, and wood ducks can swim a lot faster than you think they can. <laughs> they can, stay, they can <laughs> stay under for a lot longer. Yeah, they can stay under for a lot longer than you think they can, and they can dive a whole lot deeper than you think they can. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I didn't realize any of that until I'm trying to grab them when they can't fly. <laughs> I, I actually shot a, uh, a was it two years ago uh yeah it would have been yeah two it'll be two, two years, years ago, ago this thanksgiving yeah. uh i shot a banded wood duck and drake and uh it's beautiful and it was awesome i was so i was like i was this is great you know and i pulled up and it says from like north carolina somewhere in north carolina i was yeah. like this bird's flying in the wrong direction he <laughs> <laughs> said the other way and what was kind of cool about that is my buddy like a week before that in a separate marsh, shot a brand abandoned Drake wood duck too. Uh, but it was from like Canada. It was from Canada. Yeah, I was. Hmm. It was wild. I've mm -hmm. never seen a banded wood duck ever. And all of a sudden, within in same year, within two weeks, we shot two of them. But they were flying. They were flying opposite directions. I think. We had huh. a uh, we we shot a, a buddy of ours shot a banded wood duck. It was uh, his first cousin, hunt, wasn't it? Yeah, my cousin. His was that his first duck, duck? in first my first boat? Duck, yeah. No. Yeah, for, oh, uh, he's lucky he didn't have to swim back to the boat ramp. And uh, being as that lucky, was like, he, yeah. well, first of all, he's lucky he was family. Yeah. I told him, <laughs> I, like, so at the time I didn't have a dog, and I was idling over in the boat to go get it, and I was joking with him. I'm like, look, I said, look, this is my boat, it's my band. If it's band, just joking. If it's banded, he pulls it up out of the water. I'm pretty dang, pretty Drake Wood Duck I've ever seen. And he pulls it up out of the water, and he's looking at it, and he's like, this thing's banded. I'm like, no, no, it ain't banded. And he's what? like, yeah, look, it's banded. And I'm like freaking out at that point. It was banded on the same lake it was shot on, but close enough. Yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> Still. Actually, uh, so one of my buddies that helps us out a lot with the hunts, but uh, and he's in the National Guard. He's deployed right now. Um, but uh, me and him used to have this joke forever. You always go pick up this duck and go, hey, you ever shot a banded whatever duck it is, you know? Yeah. And, and I go, no way. Like, and I'm getting ready to jump on my waiters. He goes, yeah, you still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, you son of a gun. Uh, you know, and, and after a while, kind of over the years, I'm like, yeah, whatever, shut up. Like, I don't care. And he did it to me when he picked up his because he shot it and he actually went and picked it up. And, uh, he goes, man, have you ever shot a banded wood duck? I said, of course not. Shut up. And, and he goes, well, I have. You know, and that's how that? So I'm fixing to fill your waiters right now. <laughs> I, know, I know I didn't pull the trigger, but I'm pretty sure I killed that, that duck. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. 
He says if looks could kill, he wouldn't have to worry about that banded duck. <laughs> <laughs> I killed all six of them that we already missed, right, buddy? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so how many wood ducks can you guys kill up there? What What is your limit on those? Uh, it's three a person. Okay, so, so that's pretty much the same universally yep. across the board down here. Yep, three person, and generally the first, our, our first, we call it early season, but it is pretty much our wood duck season is all you're going to find around here is uh, the first weekend in October. Yeah. And uh, and that's when all the marshes come alive with a lot of whistling and then a lot of shotgun shells after that. Like, <laughs> every marsh is full after that. It's just nuts. See, we've got um, early wood duck and teal comes in <clears throat> September. I want to say second or third week of September. Yeah, our, we have a teal season that comes in the second weekend of September, and it runs towards almost the end of September. We get but, it's uh, only like a week long. Nah, yeah, the well, wood duck two weeks in, total. Yeah. The, the wood duck and teal is a week long, yeah. but teal is two weeks on its own. Yeah. So the first uh, week yeah, you I can shoot almost three. We get almost three weeks of teal, and then we get four four days of wood duck season, really. And then, but I mean, we still shoot wood ducks in November and into December. I, I've shot them. I've shot wood ducks with ice on the water and you know three inches of snow so i don't know we have residents <laughs> uh, i never had the three inches of snow but ice on the water yeah we had that <laughs> last year <laughs> but there's uh, bigger problems if we got three inches of snow down here yeah yeah, yeah no kidding <laughs> but when i lived in daytona i don't know 10 years ago uh we had a slight dusting, and you would have thought that the world was coming to an end it, like, it, it was did. an apocalypse it was everything so 2012 it, so about 2012 then, right? Um, so I, well, this was more than 10 years ago. He's lying. Well, I was, well, right. was going to yeah, say. 2009. 2009. It was, it was like we 13. Had, no, 2010. 2009, 2010. Yeah. Because uh, they had the big snook fish kill. Because I'm a huge saltwater fisherman too. So like, uh, I was down there, and they were talking about all the snook dying, redfish floating everywhere. And it was, it was a mess. Now I'm just trying to think. Because I know 2011. Uh, I want to think it was 2011. Had to be 2011. We had flurries at our house, and we're yeah. at that time we were what, about an hour west of Daytona Beach. Okay, uh, was it 2011. It was 2011 wait, because wait. it snowed, and we we went. We're going to West Virginia to go skiing that week or weekend or whatever, right around that uh, time period. And we hit falling snow in Jacksonville, and we're in snow the entire way to West Virginia. Oh yeah, it was. Wow. Is that January? Um, uh, yeah, probably. Mm. Well, I'm thinking, yeah. So that was 2011. You were gone. No, I was on leave. Oh, were you? I like right after that. I think I came home on leave. Or no, am I right? Mm. I don't Somewhere remember. in there, because at one point when I was fixing to come into to fly back into Atlanta, my parents were telling me that there was snow in all fifty states at that time. Yeah, yeah, that was a. I, I vaguely remember something about that. It was a really big deal because obviously it was snowing in the the upper parts of Hawaii and then you know the northern part of Florida where they had significant amount of snow. It was crazy. Well, we also, the northern part of Florida got snow in 2017. Yeah, I think it was 17. 2017, because I, that was the year that I had moved from Kentucky to um, Georgia. Georgia. It was roughly five years ago. Allenhurst, Georgia, yeah. And 
we thought, you know, we moved down from Kentucky. We'd lived in Kentucky. I was stationed at Fort Campbell for five years growing up in Florida, then living there never had to deal with a hurricane. Uh, people were terrified of thunder thunderstorms that I would stand outside and watch. Um, because that was a regular afternoon occurrence here. And then I'm like, yeah, get down to Georgia. And we bought this brand new house and we were there for two weeks and hurricane Irma was scheduled to make landfall 12 miles from our house in Georgia. And I was like, great. Now I'm that guy that goes and buys everything. last minute. <laughs> not because I, I mean, I was ill prepared because I just moved in, uh, not because I just tried to wait it out to the last minute, but, and then Irma ended up shifting right. to the West and, uh, running right up Florida. But later that year in early January, it snowed three inches at our house and it stayed around for about three or four days. And you thought the world would have ended in South Georgia. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, believe there I was, thought when I moved, when I moved, so I left in Jane, December. And so it was the end of 2009, <laughs> beginning of 2010 I, when I moved to Daytona. And uh, I was like, I'm the only person that can move from when we're actively getting like alerts on our phone for, shelter in place because you're getting 12 inches of snow every three days. Uh, and I moved to Florida and all of a sudden I, I, I bring it with me. I'm like, how does like, exactly. I was his fault. I thought I, I thought I was going to be able to be surfing. I'm like sending pictures on the beach, but like suckers, you're in snow. I'm in shorts, like eat it, you know? And no, no I actually brought it with me. Like, it's not the vibe. That's uh that's, that's kind of how we felt as well. Just getting down to Georgia and then it's snowing like that. There was actually standing exactly. snow on river street in Savannah. Which, that was the first time I think they said in something like 38 years that it snowed in Savannah when we got there. So that was that was interesting, and they didn't salt the roads or anything. So of course it made for awesome yeah. driving conditions. Right. Mm -hmm. They probably didn't That's have funny. any. They didn't. I was yeah. going to say they <laughs> don't even have the means. Uh, when you try to turn it in my neighborhood, you turn the wheel all the way to the left and just let old Carrie Underwood just flow through you. And <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I live by that song some days. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think now would just be, I, especially if I had off work, I'm going hunting. Oh, absolutely. That happened. <laughs> yeah, taking off. I feel like now. I always have always have that kind of luck. Like when it comes to hunting, like we I went to Texas. It's been two years now. Yeah. To shoot some cranes and goose hunt, and we get up there, and it's supposed to be like perfect weather. And it ends up being in like the seventies the whole time, and they're like, "Man, if it would have been cold like it was supposed to, they, they'd have been here." I mean, we did good, we just didn't mm. do as well as we thought we were going to do. And then the morning that we had packed up, morning we're flying home, walk out of the hotel, and it's snowing. No, the perfect and example. I was like, Son of a God. The perfect example of that is the trip to Kentucky last year to deer hunt. <laughs> yeah, or my trip to Alabama. Yeah. So we, we went up to Kentucky, hunted up there for an entire week. And I think the coldest it got was the lowest low we saw might've been 28 degrees and Kentucky. in that was the beginning of December. The whole time I lived up there, I'd seen lows anywhere from 19 to negative 19 degrees that time of year. And very windy. We get up there and it's like, Oh yeah, the days are like 76. I'm like, what the heck is this? I didn't pack for this. Yeah, no, deer aren't moving worth a crap. And then uh, because my dad's truck broke down, uh, Jordan and my dad had to stay an extra like five days. Me and Jim packed up and rolled out on schedule, and we were driving through one of the worst storms I think I've ever driven through to that get back night, to Florida. That night it was like 
12 degrees. And it was mm-hmm. just cold. It was in the 20s for the rest of it. We were there, my, my dad and I were there for another week. It was in the 20s for that rest of that week. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I deal with cold quite a bit, but I I don't know. I, I have a few pictures of me riding around looking like Santa Claus because I, I get a big beard. I let my beard grow all through duck season. It's just like a ritual thing. And, Circle uh, beard. Yeah, and I start riding around side by side and you look at it and you're like, all right, there's Santa Claus. I guess that's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but you, you only really, we only get cold like that. It seems like every two or three years. Uh, but those are the, the high mark years. I mean, really, it's those cold years. We're normally on fire with ducks and then ducks and geese. 20, like, you know, you're on your average 20, like 20 degree days. That's just nuts. It's yeah, even I, for a period, even even for a period, that's cold. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like I I don't I mean I like cold weather, um, but it's something about hunting in cold weather to me just feels right. And to be out there when it's hot is is wrong. It's just it's it, wrong. It feels <laughs> sinful. I like hunting in moderately cold weather. To not like. Till Monday. In, yeah. No, 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 no. Not like the 15s or like, you know, where it's so cold that you have gloves on, but your hands are still absolutely freezing cold. See, now, here's the thing. You, 15 degrees, perfectly fine, depending on what kind of climate you're in. Okay. Right. Florida 15. No, is, screw is, a Florida 15. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still hunting. My family gives me crap. Yeah. With a slight tropical breeze, is yeah, you know, that doesn't sound that bad actually. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. Uh, My family gives me all the crap because I'm from Michigan. I'm Northern Michigan, and it's like I moved down here to get away from the deep cold, and now I go hunting, and they're like, "It's 90 degrees. Why do you want to be out there hunting?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're not wrong, but like when it gets cold." <laughs> Yeah, right. I think my yeah. thermos And then it'll be out there and it'll be 45 degrees and I'm getting cut through. I'm like, I wish it was negative 15 right now. I'd be better. It's that it's that wet cold, it man. Sucks. It, it is that high relative humidity, even when it's cold outside, and it just cuts you to your core. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a – so I, I used to I – I grew up deer hunting, and I got into duck hunting. It took my life over. Mm-hmm. But still to today, when I see – I look out the window and I see snow on the ground, I'm like – I'm going deer hunting. <laughs> I can't. Like, it, it's something I grew up with, man. Anytime that we were off school or even a chance of school, if it starts snowing it's like at five o'clock, the nostalgia in the of it, I think. Part, five o'clock part, in the like, morning, my dad would come downstairs and shake me and be like, "It's snowing, boy. We're going hunting. Like, grab your stuff. Let's we're out. We're out. And like, we'd walk across the road, get in our stands, and sit there. And I'm like, "This is so dumb." <laughs> <laughs> and now to the day, I'm like. Yeah. All right. My son's four years old. Uh, I'm gonna start taking him and like, let's get out. Well, yeah. You got, yeah. You got some learning to do. <laughs> yeah, I thought I could yeah. see a deer head kind of halfway hiding behind you there on the wall. Uh, yeah, there's a few. Oh, there's, there's a couple of them back there. A couple right. of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. It's our, uh, mm-hmm. it's our dining room decor. It's uh, yeah, it's it, they're growing. It's uh, yeah. the, I wish the one in the middle would grow a little bit bigger still, but <laughs> you know, first deer. <laughs> You don't have to tell me. My first buck is hanging back here behind me. Wait, uh, wait. No, no, no. That is that your fifth one, buck. Yeah. That's, okay? the, that's first buck. I took that's, the plaque off. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the uh, longest time, it had a plaque on it that had like William Krebs. And then it said, rather than first, it said fist buck. The taxidermist misspelled it. 
Now, mind you, I had that thing hanging in my bedroom as a kid for years. So proud of it. And then somebody comes in and goes, right, why course. does it say fist? Yeah. Why does it say fist buck? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Never read it as fist. Always read it as first. But after you say that, can't get over it now. Uh, to the point I, that I, I actually I took it. I knew what the, I meant when I said it to the guy. Okay. Good spell. <laughs> but I, uh, I actually ended up taking the plaque off of it to hang it back here because I was tired of looking at it. And then there's another <laughs> another deer head that you can't see that's kind of just out of frame there on the side yeah, of the we screen. Yeah, like oh, you can see, you can see the, the nose. nose. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's Jim's eight point. He's one of eight points that Jim shot in Georgia. I've got my big deer hanging inside the house, not out here in the studio. But yeah, I've always got to hang, hang it where everyone can see it. Right. Is he still, is he still working on getting them ducks in here? Uh, who? Jim? Jim. I got yeah. that buffle head I still need to get mounted. He, he was supposed to. Well, that modeled. Was the one that we shot when yeah. him and I went out. There's a model. I want to. I don't think there was a model and a wood duck and a wood duck, something like that to go in. So that's Liberty's like second retrieve. Yeah, I, I I don't know how many ducks I have. I'm like, I'm gonna get this one mounted. I'm gonna have, get this one. There's so many ducks in our freezer. I, I like the pantyhose. Yeah, yeah. Freezer dedicated to uh, my duck set. You have. I was gonna get mounted that year, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. Going for <laughs> sure. Stud bluebills. Like, you have a golden eye. I have a, a golden eye. You that just banded woody. Absolutely beautiful. The wood duck. I have a mallard that I call my potato chip mallard. He's like a 12-pound mallard. I'm not sure where he came from. But he's he is absolutely huge. And I'm like, I know like a, a normal like wall stud is going to hold this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to have to put it on like a goose mold. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a goose with a green head, I swear. And then so uh, I got a, I got a bunch of long tails that I've killed over the years. And but you know, I uh, I've with that being said, like within the coming years, I'm really trying to work with a, uh, a taxidermist because when we do these hunts, some of these veterans are killing beautiful birds, and right. when they kill them in a season like that, they're full plumage. Like even a you know, you have the, the buffalo that has the most beautiful blue and green like just radiant colors and they're like what do i do with this bird can i get him mounted i want to put him on my wall and put him like on my desk and i'm like i don't have anybody directly but like, i would really love to be able to offer that issue like with the hunt, the hunt yeah. eventually at least a, yeah. a discounted rate at getting it mounted or yeah 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 or even it doesn't have to, like i i hate asking I hate asking for things and that's not just like people want to help though like they really do like like you were saying like maybe they don't have the ability to like take people hunting so it's like this is the next best thing they're like I'm a taxidermist like I would love to do it like a discount rate I'm like just go talk to people man it's not in my blood (laughs) what I do like I don't ask for favors I pay for it and I I don't I hate asking for things but yeah that that is something that we would like to incorporate in the coming years is like you know, whatever, you know, whatever bird you kill, you whether it be one. a hen or a drake or whatever, we want to like be able to get it like mounted and everything. Um, and that kind of be like our parting gift to them. So one thing you guys really got to start looking into if you're not already doing so is, is getting some grant money. Uh, we, yeah, we've started. That's uh, that's a whole nother animal. And luckily I have the brains here. Uh to start tackling that but um yeah so we yeah we've i've started looking into it just because so we're newly formed like nonprofit. um we just got our letter a few months ago um but yeah so i've looked into like some local grant programs from like the rappahannock region which is like our area like Hartsburg, king george spotsylvania um 
seeing if they can do something under like their health and human services um, just because I think that it probably aligns with their interests. Um, so that would be the hope. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's a lot of information to absorb before you can like take action on it. Um, so just trying to like get ducks in a row and everything. Words you can't use. Yeah. Thankfully yeah. we've got a friend who she writes grants for a nonprofit she works for. So I'm able to like bounce some stuff off of her. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. I was going to say, there, but even that, you've got companies like freaking Mountain Dew gives out some ungodly amount of grants for outdoor activities every year, as well as companies yeah. like Sitka and First Light and all that. They're all kicking in money back to the outdoors uh, out to people. Yeah. Now, granted, you, you may not pull uh, a $10,000 grant from some of those. Well, Mountain Dew you might, um, <laughs> but some of those other ones. But every little bit counts, and you, you get yeah. that, that grant. and. Honestly, I mean, you may be able to talk to a taxidermist and figure out who the biggest taxidermy mold seller is on the market right now and get a grant through them to cover molds. Yeah. That's, that's a good that's idea. Really, I haven't ever thought getting that far right, He's it. on the payroll now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to look in. you got you got to look at uh I mean, I, w I would be trying to pitch it to a taxidermist in a way to help them. If you find a guy who's got 57 duck molds laying around because he thought he was going to get a bunch of ducks in and he's not getting ducks in, man, if he wants to get rid of some duck molds and help you mount some stuff and free up space yeah. and do something for vets and first responders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's your guy. I'd be, I'd, I'd, we just had a, uh, we were just at a, uh, the outdoor show here in Virginia, uh, in Doswell. It was, uh, it was a great experience. We met tons of people, mm -hmm. uh, the East Coast Waterfowl was there. We met him. We met a bunch of taxidermists, and most most people were veterans or first responders and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they they were all just willing, like, yeah, willing just, like, to reach out, like, like just hit us up, yeah. Tell us what I can do, or like, yeah, we want to help. So Again, super, yeah, super great. nice to. We actually met a taxidermist that's from our area. Went to high school with a bunch of people we know. And he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get like spun up. So just let me know, like hit me up. He was also a veteran and everything. So, I mean, it's, the connections are really easy to make. You just got to like kind of put yourself out there. Right. It really is awesome how like thrives in. Putting my neck out too far doesn't happen. So, uh, but I, I'm learning with this type of style we're going with and you, you have to, you have to make yourself known and you have mm -hmm. to, you got to be vulnerable sometimes. You got to tell them. Tell well, them like story. what I tell him, I'm like, listen, like we are new to this. We are new to like being small business owners. Like we're probably going to mess up. Like it's, well, actually we're definitely going to mess up. <laughs> so if we're going to fail, let's just get it out of the way. Like let's go ahead and fail fast and keep on trucking. Like figure out something that works, you know? It's, it's really awesome. And I, I've, I've seen it even through us just having been able to meet so many people in the outdoor industry like how willing everybody is to do whatever they can to help everybody else. Uh, yep. right. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, from, I would say a outdoorsman watching TV or watching YouTube, watching whatever you're like, and then knowing how like famous people, you know, quote unquote are and you know, like, Oh man, he's probably going to be like, get out of here. You're, you're a nobody, you know, like, you know, and, <laughs> And it's kind of like the perception I took for for a while is, you know, you're a nobody. No one's going to pay attention to you. And then also we start doing these shows and meeting people. And these people aren't really like this. Really you know nice. what I mean? They're yeah. like some of the most humble, down-to-earth, like willing to 
give you almost a shirt off their back people. And I'm yeah. like, why? Like, all right, well, that notion I had of them being these stuck of Hollywood, you know, yeah, people, yeah. Is, <laughs> is, is, is the truth. But, but I mean, that's kind of what the perception that at least I put on it. And, right. uh, and it kind of it's made me stand away from it for a while. And now I'm after talking with some, some of these people and I'm like, all right, never mind. These are my people. Like they like, you know, they like bush lattes and you know, just as much <laughs> yeah. as I do. I'm all about it. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to uh, kind of put those people you see on TV into a box uh, because yep. it's, that's kind of the perception we've been given on Hollywood. Um, but I think you, although you will encounter people like that in the outdoors industry media space that are uh, that like the mightier than thou uh, or greater than thou, you know, attitude. Uh, I think a lot of the people in the industry and what we failed to realize is that they grew up uh, just good old country boys and girls, just like the rest of us did hunting and fishing. They weren't always famous. You know, they didn't, uh, nobody, nobody said, Hey, you know what? You'd make a really good actor, but you got to play a hunter. Can you do that? <laughs> they were a hunter before they were on you television. Also have to know all the hunting. Things. I just thought I missed that day in like uh like job career day. I'm telling you what, my guidance counselor screwed me up, man. I sh- I could have just stuck with what I loved, and I'd have been making a bunch of money and doing what I love. But instead, I'm working somewhere else, doing yeah. what I love on my days off when I can. <laughs> yeah. You're working yeah. so you can hunt. That's right. That's right. A lot of those people <laughs> literally <laughs> just caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Right place, right time, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you, your video hit the right, the right hands or the right eyeballs, you know. And it's, yeah, you you don't have to tell us. I mean, we've been we've been making these TikToks and nobody's been watching them, and then we go and freaking lip sync to <laughs> and constant sorrow, and man, yeah. constant sorrow, and that just it's takes like off right now. Yeah. If you no. guys want to remake it, I was I I know every word heart by heart. I, I, I want to get in on this. So. I was telling him the you funniest guys, part. You guys go for a remix. Yeah, when it started to take off, I I kept texting. Then I'm like, listen, people think we're actually singing this, and they're like, there's no way, there's no way at all. I'm like, yes. I mean, like read the comments. People are literally like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you guys sound so good. I'm like. See, the only problem is if they do a remix, you and I would we know all the words, but we don't have we don't have the Dapper Dan hair. It's not going to work for it. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna. He said something about having all the brains there. I was gonna say he's got so much brains it doesn't push all the hair out of his head. That's right. Yeah, it's all the thinking I do. Yeah, that's it. Really hard on him. Uh, the, yeah. uh, I mean, we talked about if people think we're singing it as I'm sitting here this entire time spitting into my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> TikTok video. That's where you get that manly, like, the raspy. Yeah. yeah. Now I understand. I, all right. I know what we got to do. I'm on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still like, I want to like bring him into the TikTok fold, but I'm afraid he'll just like seize up on me. I'm like, no, you gotta like. Yeah, so I, I guess, yeah. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> you just you gotta catch him off guard. So instead, I just pick like nice pictures of him, yeah. and I just yeah. I'm, like I'm say there, stuff. I'm out there fishing, trying to provide meat for my family, and I, I see a video later. On my drug, <laughs> you drug me and our two small children out to Cobia fish. <laughs> it was hot as shit. <laughs> like I'm down to Kobe a fish like any day of the week 
We have a four-year-old and a 17-month-old. And he's like, we're going out. And I'm like, it's 4,000 degrees. She told, okay. me buy, she told me to buy a boat with a cabin. I did that so I could take him fishing. It's what do you so want? hot. Raise him right. You said a cabin. It didn't say you had to have air conditioning in it. Yeah. Right. I, cracked the, I cracked the window. I mean, it was getting a breeze. We were sight casting, so it's not like we were sitting still. I mean, we were. It was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah. my boat. Contemplating divorce in that moment. <laughs> I was like, ah, we got too much together, so I can't do it. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll tell you though, I didn't think I was going to get Jordan to uh, lip sync Shania Twain to tell to let people decide whether we were lip. Oh, that's or not. easy. Come All you have to do is yeah. put Shania Twain on, and he starts lip syncing anyways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how could you not? I grew up in the nineties. Even if I hear in the background, I catch myself with my shoulders, you know, kind of bumping and. Yeah. I'm like, let's go girls. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Last night he's like he's I like, it. I need you to lip sync, man, I feel like a woman. I'm like, I'm do it. Let's down. Yeah. Man, I gotta figure out how to get him to have that kind of like oh, go get her attitude. I had a, I had I'll, a I'll tell you right here somewhere that she took of me carrying yep. our youngest child on in the That's the trick. Know, like, like a I don't know, carrier. It was like a five like pack carrier. Yeah. And then I just joking around, put her jacket over my head with like a fluff, and I turned around and was like, "Let's go, girl!" I was like, yeah, this, like in that same video, so don't let her lie to you. Like, I'm, I, I'm more than just a pretty face, okay? I'm super. Down. <laughs> so much depth here, a lot of depth. But uh, um, I actually, I did want to ask you guys. So I know you said uh, how, how many people are veterans already? Or, you guys are. Two of these. Just the two of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. just me and Briar. Okay. Um, moving forward, man, I know this year you guys are probably booked up really quick, but in the coming years, I would love to have you guys come up and let us show you some some northern but still southern hospitality. South of the Mason-Dixon line <laughs> hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least show you guys done in, and, uh, and just let you be a part of our experience. Um, we being if you guys are willing, I know you oh, guys absolutely. have busy schedules. Oh. We have to squeeze you in there somewhere. But like, uh, but everything we do, I mean, it's to help the veterans. And uh, what better way than getting you guys out there and at least showing you what we're telling you? You know, we're not we're not fabricating this thing. So right. it's like bringing you up there. And we we give you the the experience that uh, yeah, wine and dine you with you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can do it. Listen, you uh, said bush but, lattes, and you already got everybody in here's attention. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're in. It's something about football season and deer season and bush you know, light, and, man. You know, yeah. duck season. It's all of a sudden those thirty racks are looking a lot friendlier than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his, uh, skinny beer, yeah, Nick Ultra. That's just my summer beer. Sometimes you got to hydrate. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I gotta keep my body right for summer to make a little office, but you know, come winter time, we gotta we gotta hydrate. You know, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I I'm sure, Briar, I'm sure you're down, right? You'd love to go. I'd love sure. to go. Yeah, yeah. We, we do anything from sea duck hunting. I I have a, a boat. We go out there and we the boat that we all sweated our butts off on. Yeah, I promise right. there'll be no sweating and whatever time you're going to uh, but, you know, we go out, and most of the time, I take most, I, the guys that help me and Katie and everybody, we do mostly sea duck hunting. So, we, like I said, we go out there, shoot scoters, long tails, buffalo heads, blue barrels, all that stuff. But uh, I'm really trying this year, because this has been such an influx of people, is taking, is trying to get property 
And obviously, with the season a month away, is not the time to like get your is to try to finalize more property. Uh, so I'm playing catch up big time because I want to take more people than ever. I want to do more help and do stuff. But uh, but yeah, we have a chance at mallards, wood ducks. Um, I mean, there are pintails and widges in the area, but there are very few and far between. They seem to, uh, on about 20 miles from us, they're killed. They do about 10,000 feet, dodge a few uh, uh, United Airlines flights, yeah. and then come right back down <laughs> on the other side of us uh, about the same distance. And uh, so, but like I said, there, there are opportunities are there for that, but like mainly mallards, wood ducks, and then we have the array of sea ducks that. Mm, that you can ever shoot and think, it's fun i think we're gonna be pretty well hopefully pretty well set up on uh pintails this year going to texas hopefully yeah uh, uh well i i'm gonna catch a case of uh, fomo because uh that is one of the few ducks that i have never been able to pull a trigger on or even see i don't know or, or one of our other keep above my head i've seen i've had been part of redheads killed i've been a you know, almost any other duck that you can shoot legally on the eastern U.S. Uh, pintail is the only one that has escaped me. Yeah, so we've got, dang, we're going to Texas for hunting ducks in Texas, going to North Carolina for sea ducks with uh, Hattie's Game Calls, and then... I was listening, I was literally listening to that one yesterday, I'm like, God, like, I was like, I want to help this guy. Like, I've been, I only started sea duck hunting like probably three or four years ago. But I'm going to tell you, like he said, like when he learned from a, from somebody doing it, but like, and then you also learn from failures and I'm like, Oh my God, I have so many failures. I can tell this guy, I don't do like, let me help you. Yeah. You, you sit in the boat and wide open. It's great. And you can shoot the shit. But I'm like, I, I, I was listening to him, like, I need to get this guy's number. I can, I can probably help him out a little bit. Like we, here's some, <laughs> here's some definitely don't do. He's, he's an active duty Marine and we could definitely connect you guys together. Sure. Uh, I would, I would love that. I mean, more for the fact that, I, so my entire friend base, almost for the most part, is all this. They're Navy, Marines, Army, National Guard, like everybody. And I, and I was, I didn't go into to the service, obviously, but uh, everything I could do to, to give back to them, and like they're they're all family, you know what I mean? And uh, and I don't I don't know if I've met too many active duty anybody's that we weren't like see somewhere eye to eye, or very right. close. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think he's he's awesome. I, I was listening to that and I'm like, it was game calls and uh, I just like let me. I just need to talk to him. I was like, let me just shoot, shoot the crab with him for a little bit, and give him a few do's and don'ts. At least that I've learned about 200 miles north. As yeah. I as I stated last week, please by all means do not take our butchering of those wonderful calls that he <laughs> yeah. sent to us. They are beautiful, man. Yeah, they are beautiful. Uh, you can actually see one of that man in constant sorrow too, in that man in constant sorrow TikTok hanging from my duck call lanyard. Yeah, um, I had the wood duck call and one in the uh, acrylic mallard call, <clears throat> and I actually still have the wood mallard call sitting here waiting for Jim when he comes back. In a hat, in a hat, yeah. <clears throat> that he mailed yeah. all this stuff to us. So, I think though, of all the hunts we've got going on this year, I honestly am looking forward the most. Going up to Fort Benning, oh yeah, and running running coon dogs, yeah, running some coons. I that is something that I've 
always wanted to do my entire life. And it's something I think maybe I'm looking forward to it most because it's new. It's yeah. something about that bay that when when those dogs let go and yeah. you you hear that just how that like say when they bay and like something about that just gets you going. I mean it, it it's uh so you know it, that's kind of what makes it for me. I mean listen to them run. Growing up here in Florida, it is legal to run deer with dogs, and yep. it's very common uh, where in in the area we're in right now. I mean. 30 minutes north of us is the Ocala no, National Forest. 20. And they run the ever loving crap out of deer with dogs up there. Now, I grew up doing some of that <clears throat> with my dad at a very young age. He ran deer dogs. I mean, that was, I was in the truck with my dad running dogs uh, before when in I was still in a car seat. Yeah, in a, yeah, in a car <laughs> seat. Um, and the, but I really grew up stand hunting um i don't obviously don't remember any of running dogs when i was that little but i did go back once or twice with him at an older age and run dogs with some of the people he used to when he didn't have dogs anymore and then uh throughout high school i made buddies whose dads had deer dogs and we would go run dogs all the time on the weekends but we'd find ourselves on a friday night uh out there with a truck and with three tires behind it dragging roads so we had fresh tracks in the morning and then run. We were out there till one in the morning, show back up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., ready to run deer dogs the next morning. And then outside of season, you're running fox. Yep. We guess that. Do you have the antenna on the roof and you're turning it? Trying <laughs> to listen for the <laughs> they don't we, have when, that anymore. When we, they were have a kid, when we were kids, we had that. Uh, ex- say, excuse well, me. I, excuse <laughs> me. But when I was running dogs with Clint, that was still a thing. Was it really? Yeah, very yeah, much so. The GPS collars were just kind of starting to make their way in, and but they weren't what they I, are now. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, those Garmin ones, you'd be like, "All right, well, he's this one's banging, and he's only hundred yards from us. Just probably get ready, you know." And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember I, I very very similar uh, upbringing. You know, my uh, we always still hunted, stand hunted. We did man drives then that's i don't know if it's more frowned upon or not nowadays but uh between that and deer dog hunting it's people it's uh it's a whole nother world now but uh i grew up on both ends of that so and then like jordan said a second ago <clears throat> and then after deer season <clears throat> they would uh they would run fox at night mm-hmm. now we couldn't kill fox here in florida but they were allowed to run fox. chase them yeah. So what they would do is turn dogs loose, start a fire on the side of the road, and just sit and listen. And that was just, oh man, I loved the crap out of that. That was great. So there's I'm not, looking, there's not much better sound. Listen to them just go off. In the woods yeah. is not any it is is way more peaceful in the dark than it is during the day. There's just a, an eerie silence to it almost. You get out there in the dark and sit there by the campfire telling stories, listen to the dogs run. Everybody gets quiet when one dog strikes up, you know, and it's, I think that's really what's got me looking forward to going coon hunting is that all yeah. takes place at night. Dude, the thing that's got me looking forward to it is, you know, like a deer dog sounds good, but the way he was talking about how deep those coon dogs are. Oh yeah. I was like, oh that's man. Be great. Music yeah. right there. That good, deep hound dog. It's something about hunting with dogs, though. I mean, I nine times out of ten, I would tell my buddies when I go hunting with them, it's like, I'll leave the gun in the truck. I have my dog. I want to watch your work. 
And the same thing with, I imagine mm-hmm. most like cooners, dog hunters, you know, they, they, Hey, we'll just follow behind you guys. I, we want to, we want to watch them do what we trained so hard for all off season and dinner. Like something about being the owner of that, that dog or and, and watching them work or listening to them do their thing. And I mean, it's, that makes it all worth wild right there. I mean, I'd, I'd rather take my dog and watch her retrieve a duck every time than me pull the trigger. Oh, absolutely. Now, that's, that's not always been the case. Don't get me wrong. That's, there's been times where I'm like, if there's a gun, if there's a bull in this gun, I'm, I'm shooting. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, yeah, it's something about why, listening and watching the dogs work. It's awesome. It's, it's that uh, you, you, you dedicate so much time to it. And then you finally get to see your work pay off. <laughs> yeah. And all those cuss words and all that stuff you've thrown at your dog because <laughs> they didn't know their left from their right. And they definitely should have. They knew the day before, but they didn't know it that day. And, you know, it's, it's, they didn't know what back meant. Yeah. I, I believe that. There. It's a whole nother scenario when you're hunting a hole where you hunted it a lot without a dog and you could retrieve ducks with waders, but you're like, I know there's a hole right there. Watch that dog swim right over it. Oh yeah. I'd have got <laughs> soaked trying to get that dang duck right there. <laughs> um, I mean, there's plenty of times now where I look over at a hole and I'm like, I, there's no hole there, but there is about a, a endless bottom of mud that we yeah. have to deal with. And, <laughs> and it's, it's hard ground, hard ground, hard ground and jokes on you. It ain't hard no more. And, uh, and watching the dogs from across that spot. What are you pointing at me for? Hopping, hopping across the bottom. <laughs> we were just just shallow enough and barely touching. All of a sudden, you see them hit that mud hole, but you know, obviously, they just not going to bother them. I'm like, this son of a gun. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like, we got a story of uh, we were hunting one of the marshes near the house here. And we, what did you, you were you going after a duck? No. I don't, I don't remember this story. I, I think you're picking up about. decoys. No, it was out there um, in the marsh. It was just me, you, and Briar. Yeah, Remember oh, when you stepped in that hole. No, like, that was a daggum a uh, a uh, uh, size twelve boot trench to China is what that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because I it stepped was, over yeah. that thing three, four times walking around the bow of the boat, and then one time I walked past, stepped in that sucker, and was I mean over my head just in an instant. And one leg, one, one leg, leg, just one leg. <laughs> the other either side of where that leg was, perfectly solid ground. Where that foot, where my foot was right there, no sir. I swear that sucker went all the way to China. I get that problem a lot because I'm, I'm not the heaviest set of all the guys, but um, I, I definitely have the biggest foot, and I'm probably one of the tallest of everybody we hunt. And uh, they're like, you can tell when I step in the spot and they step behind me, like, God, what is what is this? And you think it's all I'm like, eh, you may just step right, man. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't help but I wear a size 14. Like it just, you know, it is what it is. You, you find yourself in the hole. We, yeah, we get William Pratt now because he he steps in or he uses like ski poles. Oh yeah, trekking I use trekking poles, poles and waders. But you don't hey, see I me fall over and get stuck. Yeah. I wish some of my buddies would use ski poles because they're carrying out mojos or this that, and they hit every single stump or root that they can find, and all of a sudden there goes the mojo underneath the water, three feet, four feet. Like, I, yeah, I love you, my buddies, but don't stop. You're wet. That's eighty bucks. All right. The most expensive decoy in the whole spread. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll dry your waders at it. There's no tricks in that. No, no I started. No, it would be more tough. It's so it's good stuff. it just occurred to me one night, probably drinking beer. I was like, man, you know what? I bet trekking poles would work great. So I bought a cheapo, like like a mid grade thirty dollars set off Amazon. There were far cheaper ones, and there were some that were way more expensive. But I wanted some that I felt I could trust to hold my body weight if I needed them to, but not that I spent so much money. Uh, that if they rusted out in one season, uh, that I, I lost a bunch of money and it, or if it didn't work at all. Uh, so I bought them and I put the little snow feet on them for walking in snow. Cause I figured if snow muck, you know, kind of close to the same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, they make fun of me because I'll walk there. I put Still my shotgun in my backpack and I walk with both <laughs> my trekking poles and my waders, but I'm not the one going, help me, help me, help me, help me, hey, help me. Hey, when I, get I didn't even up. have waiters that time, all right? <laughs> and second of all, knock cold. on wood, I haven't fallen in a while. In a while, except for the time that you fell in. Hey, look, by I yourself. was walking on vegetation. I wasn't even walking, and my foot went through the vegetation. I feel like everyone has one of those, right? Like I didn't every fall. Bird has if you, if someone if that's going to fall. Been long enough, and you don't have one of those, those stories, we just, have, just give it a, yeah. another year. You're probably going to have that problem. Oh, and it's not even just a duck season because small game last year, we decided we were going to go down by the side of the river at Seminole Forest. And I'm following Jordan and Bella, and they're just hauling ass. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll just stay right behind him. I'll stay in his footprints. Not thinking about the fact that I'm two and a half times his size. <laughs> he steps down, and I followed him. I'm about 15 steps behind him. I set my foot down, and I went crotch deep it took me 20 minutes to get my boot back i got like a two inch footprint there where he was. <laughs> took me forever to get my boot back we hunt. we hunt on and and everyone's like man it sucks getting back there it sucks getting back there and i'm like it's really not that bad like what are you guys like always complaining about and uh it's because i'm normally the one that leads the way yeah. That's why I step on the, I step on all the fresh vegetation and break it down as we're going. Yeah. And then two or three people later, you they're the ones going, son of a and like you're like, <laughs> you just hurry up. Like you're carrying all the heavy crap. Like get up to like we hurry up please. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like ah, I just broke it down for everybody and everything they're falling behind me and I'm like, ah, sorry about your luck, guys. I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Sometimes it pays to be feather light. Oh, I'm sure yeah, it does. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have any problem. Yeah. <laughs> I got a body by whiskey and beer. I don't have that. I don't have that option. <laughs> so yeah, crafted by Bush. Thank you. There you uh, go. Bush and beef. Bush and beef. I want to wrap this back around to you guys. Uh, uh, Bee Quackers Waterfowl. What do you guys do for fundraising? So most of what we do thus far, uh, we sell hats, shirts, hoodies, you know, just apparel, regular like swag. We try to go to hunting shows in our local areas. And we don't get too crazy other than we do have a website, uh, bequackerswaterfowl.com. But uh, so a lot of everything we, not a lot, everything that we make from selling all of our shirts, hats, and everything goes back to directly funding our, our hunts, right. putting, them, putting them in hotels, buying clothes, buying licenses, shotgun shells, whatever the veteran needs for that weekend for us to go have a good time. Um, and, our dog uh, was just like not having it. Yeah, she's shaking everything. She's like, he's, yeah. he's full of it. Our, uh, our <laughs> own, like, 
basically we want people to be able to show up and like just go with us like we don't want them to have to have other than like just getting them here like driving or whatever um we don't want them to have to worry about a thing right. um so yeah we like jared said we sell like apparel and stuff like that um and then this year we actually did our very first like banquet dinner locally um so we did kind of like crafted in like a ducks unlimited um okay goodbye um, <laughs> um Ducks Unlimited, like, fashion. Um, did a banquet dinner with, like, a live auction, silent auction. Uh, we got dinner by, like, a local, like, uh, market that, you know, it's, like, a small business also. Um, so that's generally how we uh, try to, like, raise funds and stuff like that. Because, like I said, we literally just want people to show up and be like, all right, cool, I'm here to hunt. Like, you're not, like, we're going to get your meals for you. We're going to get your shells for you. We're going to get your gear. Because we've had people come before that, like, they're like, what are ducks? Like, so we want to make sure they're outfitted properly. Um, and we've actually started working with like our local Bass Pro to be able to kind of make that a little bit more seamless. Um, so yeah, that's that's our, our big thing right now is just doing these little events, selling shirts, hats, whatever, to be able to fund these things. You know, Bass Pro is actually a really great uh, company to work with when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of times they'll offer up their conference room for little to no money at all for stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, can, so you can step we, in and fill their conference room up and uh, use that. So yeah. Jared made a really good contact with the associate uh, GM at our, so the closest Bass Pro to us is about an hour away. Uh, but he made friends with her and she was like, literally whatever you need, we can do goodie bags. We can do gift cards. We can do whatever for when your hunters come in, like that way they can get the stuff that like fits them out properly. Um, which was, I mean, we were really surprised by that too. We were like, Bass Pro's massive, right? Like we didn't expect them to home, be so. Hometown, small yeah. Because we actually have like an outdoor store, like just down the road from them. That is like local. There's like, it's just the one, right? Yeah, just the and one. They weren't, yeah. And they weren't nearly like as as like forthcoming with like information or generosity and then Bass Pro is like, yeah, whatever you need, uh, which was really great to hear. So we're really excited about working with them in the future. Um, we're, we're probably going to get with them for, like I said, like goodie bags, gift cards, like basically to just get the hunters like outfitted properly. Cause the worst, cause I feel you on this. I don't want to be cold. Like I don't want, like, yeah. I want to be out there, but I don't want to be cold. And we don't want that for our hunters either. Unlimited supply of hand warmers. Yeah. yeah so I, and I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gone places to hunt and showed up and been like, totally left that at the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am the worst version of myself when I am cold or hungry. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah. So we just want to make sure they're good to go. They're comfortable. Um, they've got shovels for their guns, um, you know, and if they don't come with a gun for whatever reason, like we just we donate ours for the, for the time. And yeah. That's, That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 So when they start missing, I'm like, I swear it's not the gun. It's not it's my not, gun. It's not my gun. It's on its own. Right? You're like, look, I, miss, I, it's his gun. I straightened <laughs> that barrel out last night in the garage. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> last stuck with that. With that gun, I wrapped it around a tree. I straightened the back out. It should Sword be straight. Goodness, it's yeah. good. <laughs> or you yeah. just, you know, be honest with them. There's a reason that you're hunting with that gun, not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my second string gun, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I know uh, you, you've you listened to the, you guys listened to the podcast before. So, uh, hopefully, I know yeah. I'm fixing to catch Briar off guard again. I hope it's catches me I'm off guard every week. I was thinking about it. 
but the tip of the week. Oh, I, I can't prepare it. I even warned her. I was like, what's your tip of the week? You got one? I was like, I have mine, <laughs> but you better have yours. And she was like, uh, no, I got this. I'm uh, fine. Go first, uh, though. Go. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go first. No. <laughs> oh, no so, fine. Fine. So for my tip of the week, the way I did is uh, get people into the outdoors. Whether It doesn't matter if it's hunting, fishing, any kind of hunting, small game, big game, waterfowl, doesn't matter. Get people in the outdoors. Our way of life as we know it for hunting and just outdoors in general will not survive. 100%. If you don't bring mm-hmm. children and and others into the out. I mean, I have my kids and I plan on bringing them into the outdoors and I hope whether they like it or not, <laughs> whether they like it or not they're going to come <laughs> kicking and screaming. No, but, um, but but really, I mean, you you can't, you you won't have this. It won't thrive. It won't. It, there won't yeah. be anything left of it without the younger generation, and even our generation of just people supporting, buying licenses, you know, and paying paying for all the the tags and and everything. It's get people into the outdoors. Show them. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's it can be frowned upon because all of a sudden here goes your hunting land or here goes more people yeah. hunting in the same spot you are. But you know what? You won't have that if you don't have if it's not other people. After, you know, yeah. the, it's, the money to conserve it won't continue to be there. If yeah. we don't. The bring conservation it has to be there, and yeah. and if you're not willing to extend that olive branch and teach people and show people the the beauty of the outdoors, uh, it won't be here. For, trick is, trick for your kids them, or your grandkids. Trick is to get them out there and say, listen, if you come back to this spot without me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You don't. Yeah, I, I showed you this great spot. So uh, when you find that they are back here, you better. Uh... Yeah. Maybe, maybe you ought to start blindfolding people when I take them out. Yeah. That's a great idea. Oh, what was it uh, off of? Uh, Sorry, I got GPS on my watch. I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, what was that show? I hand over the uh, phone. It was the uh, the ducks. Uh, what was it? The ducks guys. They were saying oh, the duck Bradshaw people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Bradshaw people. Bradshaw yeah. people. I'm gonna blindfold them and take them where I need to go. And the old Bradshaw worked again. You know, like, that's what. What a great idea! But you know, they still get the love of the outdoors. They don't get your spot. So. <laughs> but with to, with today's technology, like Justin just said, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna buy me a Faraday bag off Amazon. And be like, put all your electronics in here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a Christmas cookie tin. Put all the phones in here. There you yeah, go. exactly. It. It's fine. It works. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I think my tip of the week is, like, anyone looking to start a small business, like we kind of talked at the beginning, like, no matter how saturated you think a market is, um, just get out there and, like, don't, like, don't be scared to be different. Don't be scared to, like, put yourself out there. Um, That's something that we're both learning, like, every single day is, like, you just have to get out there. You have to try something. If it does not work, pivot, try something different. Um. But don't do what, don't do exactly what other people are doing, right? Like you got to kind of forge your own path um, and just do something that makes you a little bit different, but definitely don't be scared to do it because you'll never, you'll kick yourself if you're like 60 years old and you're like, damn it, I should have started that business. Oh, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're at the end of this. So that's Too late now. <laughs> yeah. 
scrub that. Um, but you know, if you're 60 and you're like, I didn't start that podcast or I didn't start that business or I didn't do that thing, like you're going to kick yourself in the butt. So just get out there, start it. Um, don't be scared to just get out there, ask questions, try things like, yeah, just don't be scared. So I want to kind of caveat up what some of you guys said. And, uh, I actually got this from another podcast this week that I listened to shocker. I listened to other podcasts besides our own. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and I mean, as weird as that may sound, I do listen to our podcast as well. And then I pick my own editing job apart the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. but howl.org howl for wildlife. All right. Uh, visit that oh, website. Me and you listened to the same podcast. Yes, we did. I know you did. Um, I actually jumped on their website and the whole thing goes back to, you're talking about, you know, hunting is, is, it's a dying art form. Uh, and if we don't advocate for it, we're going to lose it. So how for wildlife actually goes through and picks up all this stuff from their members. You can join how for wildlife, like 35 bucks a year. Uh, and they send you emails and let keep you up to date across all 50 States of legislation, either pro or bad against hunting and they're like, hey, you need to email these people and say, yes, this is great, or no, this is bad. Uh, and you may think, well, I live in Florida. What good do I do in Montana? Or you live in Virginia, you know, so on and so forth. The thing is, is, you know, those other states look at you. Arguably, you bring in more money as an out-of-state hunter versus an in-state hunter. Because, I, like, we go to Georgia to hunt deer. The license is almost four hundred dollars for it's a year. Yeah. Twice the price that you pay in your home state, right? Yeah. So you're bringing, yeah, you're you're bringing in money, a lot more money than than a state resident is. So they take you into account, and maybe those senators don't read all the emails, but they get five hundred emails with the same subject line, and they're like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I I should think about this for a minute. Yeah, that makes a difference. Uh, and those guys keep you up to date on that. So I would I would go on their website and at least look at some of the stuff they got up there and uh, sign on some of that great stuff. Another thing you got to think about with when whether it's Montana or whatever, if they pass something, that sets a whole like case law realm, right? That sets a presence for what if if their state can do that. That sets a presence for precedent. somebody in Florida, Florida to go. Yeah, hey, that that can set the precedent across the board. Yeah. All right. Jordan, Briar, Justin. I'm ready. I had one, but I just forgot it. Give it to me, Briar. So, this, you, you're you on a hot streak, son. I guess. It's three weeks in a row. Like, this is like right out of the seat of my pants. But anyways. Um, so the other night, we went to go test Jordan's boat at the marsh. Mm-hmm. I had mine with me. I'm thinking, I got bug spray in the boat. We'll be good. At night, mind you. At night in Florida. In Emerald Marsh. You can revert back to that TikTok we made a couple of weeks ago about mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh-huh. Get to the boat ramp. We're all getting ready to throw the boats in the water. I've reached in the box in my boat and grabbed a bug spray that I had ready to go, right? Yeah. It wasn't so ready to go. Ooh. So check that stuff. I would argue that bug spray is more important than toilet paper. Pretty close. <laughs> You're pretty if, much if always wearing not, socks. You're not always well, wearing I'll bug tell you spray. This, I yeah. agree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got something on my body I can turn into toilet paper. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I got a nothing. knife and clothing. I'll figure yeah. something out. So 
I don't know. That deep, that deep toilet paper would probably really come in handy. <laughs> I'll pull the label off the bug spray bottle if I got to, all right? <laughs> well, we're so. parents as I'm sure y'all are. So you always got baby wipes, right? Like there's baby wipes everywhere, at least in our house. I, I used so to, I used to, but now both my kids are, are pretty much potty trained. So I don't have baby wipes as readily available. Oh no, you got to put them everywhere. William, just in case. Just, surprise. just in case. William can tell yeah, you so, from, oh, William can tell you from experience too, that alcohol wipes do oh, not make a good. No, no, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I got handed, I got handed those as a substitute because I didn't have toilet paper. Never again. Yeah, I'd hey, rather you gotta watch it when you go to those wean joints and you get the the wet, wet, the wet, 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 wet. <laughs> those the lemon scent is not lemon fresh. Let me tell you, it's not, <laughs> not the same <laughs> as a bidet. Don't don't nope. let it fool you. Nope. Let me tell you, I'd I'd rather eat habanero peppers than than do that again. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey give me a ghost pepper. I ain't yeah. doing that. I'm with nope. you. I learned all that took was one time. I'll still go eat spicy food, but I'll never wipe my butt with alcohol wipes again. <laughs> I, I'm there with you, Jordan. Justin, I got, I got it. I'm gonna say, uh, don't be afraid to be goofy or like you know, show show your side uh, to the public that most people wouldn't see because we acted stupid and lip sunk in constant sorrow and. Now I, I have to turn my TikTok notifications off because my phone doesn't stop vibrating. How many views did that get? Oh gosh, uh, it's, it's three days over ago. Thousand now. Yeah. Three. Oh okay. Well, it's only been isn't that four like wild too? Three days. Three days. Yeah. Three days. That's impressive. Yeah. At, yeah, it's weird, but like the TikTok public loves. It's uh, yeah. so it's yeah. it's kind of hard. It, it's hard to look at uh, it, when you're in the outdoor spectrum of TikTok, and you're like, oh. Uh, that's in you, you Google, what is TikTok viral? TikTok viral is like, oh, you're mildly viral at 500,000 views. Well, if you look at like the most popular outdoor re- creators, their viral quote unquote viral videos are maybe a couple hundred thousand, 150,000. That's not as a popular as, as a popular spectrum on TikTok. So if you look, if you break that down to genre of what's on TikTok, it's, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so I, yeah. but we only have one other video that was, that was that high. But the craziest thing is, is, uh, we, we have been struggling to get over a thousand followers on TikTok for some time so that we could do a, like record a podcast live on TikTok just to bring more people in. We don't hardly ever do. That'd be our second live podcast we've ever done. Yeah. Um, it's like, cause it's the same with like being able to load your website. So we, when we, we hit a thousand one, like overnight, I was like, yes. I'm like putting our website in there, and like that was that was my that was my Super Bowl. I'm like, I don't care what happens now. And then uh, we we did that video, and we went from like 620 to a thousand, uh, like 1100 and climbing in four days. I'm like, this is okay. I'll take it. They might yeah. all yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, older ladies. They're all old. Yeah, they're all <laughs> older ladies that are attracted to Briar and his. Overalls over there, no shirt on. Yeah, uh, but I I'll don't know why, why gotta... that one didn't go huge, man. That came in like a wrecking ball. Was I don't understand? Amazing. <laughs> Dude, that is God, my it favorite. It was so good. That is the. It is hilarious. And like without said, knowing the fact that you had hard nipples because it was cold as shit outside, it was, it was still great. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Retarded mind cold. you, if you go back on our TikTok and you watch the video, to Miley Cyrus came in like a wrecking ball with Briar in waiters shirtless on a tire swing. You're like, oh, that's funny. 
But what's really funny is it was like know, 19 degrees when he was yeah. on that tire swing shirtless in waders. He was just excited about all the women that were going to come just slide into his DMs. But they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> my, my girlfriend just laughed at it. Right. I mean, right. I even had the mullet flip in there and everything. That, I don't yeah. get it. It was glorious. It was. She's no. like, if you want him, you can have him. Come <laughs> <laughs> He's got very expensive habits. I know. <laughs> there was a TikTok like floating around of like, you know, girls chasing married men. I'm like, you can have him. He's so expensive to own. Like, <laughs> the boat payments, the truck payments, the Sitka, the guns. Like, just take him. You would honestly do me a favor, probably financially. <laughs> <laughs> So I think uh, well, you got, we got Justin left, right? Yeah. Uh, got- well, mine got touched on a little bit. So I'm going to revert. Uh, I'll say we're getting into different seasons right now. We got Gator starts in what? Three days? Four days? Monday. 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 Yeah. I'll be hunting Monday. That's right. Moorhead so, opens up the 1st of September. We got all the scouting to do. Get out. Put boots on the ground. Start working now because we got to figure it out. We yeah. got a lot of sh- we got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, you and I got to get out to Rock Springs like soon. I've already started scouting oh, ducks. I got to start setting my trail cameras up in my front yard to make sure they work. <laughs> I got to go pull mine out of Jeremy's backyard because. <laughs> but yeah, get where out. am I at? <laughs> I have no idea. They were on your. They're mixed in with all your dad's stuff somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> See, same with mine. I have no idea where they're at. They could be work. They could still work. They could not. I, I don't know. I'm just gonna do it on a hope today? and a prayer. Yeah. See, look, now everybody's like, where are our cameras? <laughs> I know where our ours are. Why are they not out where you were earlier today? So and They're working on food plots and trying to get everything ready because I leave for a few days, months, weeks. I don't know. It's it's a mess right now, work. And then uh, deer season will be here. Duck season will be here. It's, uh, I, I wish I could have boots on the ground, but. I need to have my boy start FaceTiming. I'm going to walk through the woods and tell him what to look for. Mm. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, right, son, it's time to grow up. Yeah. To sit here. It's time to grow up. That's where I'm going to sit. Yeah. So we got invited on a dove hunt like Labor Day weekend. He's like, yeah, we got invited on a dove hunt. And I was like, well, it sucks for you because you're on travel, but I certainly am not. So I am calling the babysitter now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not missing no dove hunt. <laughs> I was like, I'll FaceTime you. Yeah, my my six year old son. Uh, the other day, I was bringing him back from vacation Bible school, and he says to me, uh, "He says, Dad, I know what I want for Christmas." I said, "What do you want?" He said, "I want a shotgun." I was Heck like, yeah. "I was like, well, uh, I don't know that your mother's going to approve of that, and and let me get you a shotgun for Christmas." He goes, "That's okay. I'll ask Grandpa." <laughs> I was like, "Smart kid." Smart like, kid. That so familiar. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pops will actually get that for me. So yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah. He knows that one. <laughs> but much to my surprise, mom's okay with it. So somebody might be getting a break action four ten for Christmas. You know? so. There you go. That's Heck awesome. yeah, that's great. That's I want. I want a break action four ten. Right. <laughs> you and me both. That's why. Uh, I do too. That's why somebody's getting a break action four ten. That would be awesome. I got a. Uh, I actually got a bolt action four ten in the safe. Is oh, it? Is, is it actually idea. in your safe? It is. It I is sent it home with them last now, night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's why, uh, somebody probably is, is getting a break action for every Christmas. Cause I want one too. And eventually right. it'll be mine. It, it, they're, they're, you know, watch out for those, uh, those BOFO deals. You buy them or was mm-hmm. it 
Buy one, get one. Bogo. 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 I don't know, whatever. I'm leaving that in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, be yourself, be funny, be silly. Right? That's what I meant. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm being my. He's like, listen, we've been on this for an hour and a half. I've had a couple bush lattes. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, they all have, yeah. Please, at least somebody, somebody, I guess, sympathizers. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. listen, I'm on uh, two beers and two glasses of whiskey. You're, you're all right. Yeah, we're, I'm not uh, gonna talk about my people. We're Tito's and cranberry tonight. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. our Fair enough. We uh, our one that we did uh, so like our UPO we... roast. We actually had to do two. Yeah, <laughs> and the first one, uh, we finished it up, and William's buddy from the army that lives in California. We went outside and we're talking to him on the phone. My dad's like, "Hey, how?" Many... No, that was during the podcast. That was like oh, right was during the, the podcast. He's like, "How many beers have you had?" He's like, "Long, Long pause." pause. He's like, "It starts counting." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, he's he's like, what do you say, like ten or something? Nine. nine. Yeah, he's yeah. like nine and uh, that flask. No, no, no. He wasn't <laughs> counting the flask. Yeah. Originally. Oh gracious! But if you haven't so listened scary. to the if you haven't listened to the Under Pressure Outdoors roast, I would recommend going back and grabbing hold of that even that second one because uh, yeah. we took our first episode we ever recorded and we went back and made fun of ourselves. Oh, oh from no! The first episode, it, it was so it was pretty good. It was it was pretty hilarious. You gotta be able to laugh. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And then after that, uh, was it the group page or the regular page? But, it's uh, both. The, the junk trash matrix. Yeah, the junk, the junk trash, trash matrix. matrix. Yeah. Look into that too. So my buddy Tyke that actually edited all the sound bites from the first episode out, uh, so that we didn't hear them the first time around, so that we didn't know what was coming to us. Um, <clears throat> made a junk trash ma- junk trash matrix, and it's all written out. The math checks out to determine what is junk, what is garbage, what is trash. The definition of each one of those is written out there. I mean, it's it's. It's a good time. You can find that on our page. It's three pages, and it's, all the math checks out, yeah. gold, and it will literally blow your mind. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't it take much nowadays, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but before we let you guys go, let's go ahead and one more time tell people how they can find you, help you guys further your mission, whatever else, and we're going to go ahead, and when this episode comes out, it's going to be down in the podcast description. So they don't even really have to search for it. It's just there. Yeah. So we we have... Uh, sorry, I'll take this one. <laughs> um, we have our website, beakwhackerswaterfowl.com. Uh, we're pretty much beakwhackerswaterfowl on all social media platforms. So TikTok. Um, we have like two YouTube videos of like veteran hunts in the past, but self-admittedly they're terribly filmed because it was me with like a cell phone. Um, so it's not great. <laughs> so... We do have that. Uh, we have Instagram, um, and then we have a Facebook page. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much our our platforms right now that we're we're leveraging. Um, we have a Gmail account. To anybody. Yeah, if anyone ever. Beakwackers waterfowl Gmail. No, it's beakwacker. Or... It's just beakwackers at Gmail. Beak if you you know you know anyone or anyone's interested. Yeah, uh, yeah. reach out. We love talk. We love talking to everybody. About, yeah. Uh, waterfowl is my passion. It's our passion. So yeah. Yeah, we're, we're always talk about it all day long. So, and we're always looking for people to like line up for hunts too. Um, you know, we like it's weird because like we think we have like all these people lined up, and then like things happen. You know, because we do. We also try to leverage like active duty uh, members as well. Um, so you know, people get 
deployed or, you know, whatever happened. So it's always nice to have like a handful of people we can tap if they, you know, are able to come, come up and hunt with us. Um, so yeah, beakwhackers at Gmail. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think everything else is like uh, beakwhackers waterfowl. So do you guys have a link tree that I could use to tag you with or? I don't, we don't have one right now. Um, it's probably, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's the better question. Could you make one real quick before Monday? So that I can use that I can link. Try, yeah, I can make one before Monday. Yeah. yeah, make make that. Well, I say I'll probably edit this. Um, That's Saturday night. Don't let okay. him give you too much shit because we don't have a link tree either. We well, the Instagram's not on it. What started? Um, but I want to make sure they get all your links where they can get a hold of you yeah. as fast as I can without overcrowding the podcast description. So if you yeah. if yeah, you can yeah, get that sure. made and and email it to me, I'll I'll get that yeah. in the podcast description. Okay, yeah, definitely. I'll get on that. Or Jared will totally get on that ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to work and tell somebody to do it. He's like, How, where do I find a link tree? Right, said, as I'm sitting on Google trying to figure this out tomorrow. What kind of fruit yeah. grows yeah. on a link tree? Is <laughs> 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 in the Lowe's Garden Center tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> I need a link uh, tree. That's where whiskey comes from. <laughs> It's corn. I swear it was the best <laughs> fruit. I don't know. I don't know. Jared hardly knows how to work his email, so. <laughs> Regardless, we will get you guys linked down the bottom of the podcast description so that everybody can find you uh, and like you. your stuff. And we would love for you guys, if you got a Facebook page, come join either at both from your personal pages and the uh, the Facebook page, the Under Pressure Outdoors Nation page. And you're more than yeah. welcome to share all your stuff there as well. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, thank you. We will we'll look you up on there for sure. I do appreciate it. I'm really, really hoping in the coming years, especially since hunting is becoming more and more difficult to find properties and do things. And obviously, like I said earlier, I have my love for saltwater. It would be really fun to be able to eventually bring in like a cast and blast style. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love fishing. I love saltwater fishing. Kobe has taken me over. Uh, self mentally, uh, sight casting for Kobe is just what, what's a wife, what's a family, you know, Kobe's <laughs> uh, it's hard. Uh, but, but I mean, if I can also introduce them into something, some, something else, yeah. I can extend my my reach throughout the summer, months. right? And uh, so that's really what hopefully within the next coming year or two, we, we're going to start something along those lines, too. Well, I appreciate you guys joining us this week. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been a really good time and I look forward to getting this one out there for everybody to listen to. Absolutely. It's been yeah. a Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank we're, you. we're super appreciative of your time and really enjoyed talking with you guys. Hey, you're helping us make content too. Hey, you know <laughs> what? We're, we're just all here to support one another, right? That's there right. Yeah. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, no, I, I, we'll be tuning in. Sure. Thank you guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye.